Hey, everybody. It's Frank Scappaticci with the Virtual Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we talk a ton about wholesaling. We talk a lot about self-storage, basically everything my partner, John, and I are involved in from a real estate perspective. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, I'm at Frank Scapp with two Ps, and he's at John Plumstead, J-O-H-N. Uh, today's going to be a really quick, short episode. I'm going to try to talk about something really, really top of mind, um, and that is how to think like Google. Um, this is something that popped into my head after a meeting we had earlier in the week with our acquisition head and our uh, disposition head, Carlo. Um, and more specifically, how to think like Google Ads does. How to view the world um, if you're a salesperson or if you're in a sales-based uh, business. How to how to think like Google PPC. Um, and I'll, I'll preface it with why this came up. We were in a meeting um, with our head of acquisitions and our head of dispositions. Um, and one of the topics that we cover in this meeting is our product, aka our housing. And the primary purpose of this part of the meeting is for our disposition head to give feedback to our head of acquisitions on the properties we are selling. Um, so this is the disposition person's opportunity to say, hey, we're killing it. These houses are flying off the shelf. Or to say, hey, stop giving me crap deals. These houses suck, right? Obviously, most meetings, the feedback is in the middle of that. Those are two extremes. But that is the opportunity that we want to create in our company. And I think that's really, really healthy in any business that has two front offices, essentially, um, or brokering. So we're in the meeting and uh, we had a bunch of PPC deals um, hit our books last month. And some of these houses are in the middle of nowhere. And our disposition disposition have said to our acquisition head, he's like, hey, these houses in markets we've never worked in before that are in rural areas are really hard to sell. And um, I stopped him at that point because I realized that that feedback is not actionable. Although he's correct, he is correct uh, qualitatively. He's definitely right, but it's hard to action that feedback. And this is why, when someone tells you in any business a product is hard to sell, then the business owner or the person acquiring that product then is just the only decisions they can make based off of that are: should I continue to sell this or not? Should I stop doing it? Or should I continue doing it and see how it goes? What else can you really decide? So now here's the point where you got to start thinking like Google, right? How does how does Google advertising work? If you're running a marketing campaign on Google um, ads, how, do, how does it work? Well, the ad, the, the ad, the campaigns, the way they work is you spend some money, right? $100 a day, whatever it is. And Google's going to tell you how many impressions you get. That's the number of people that see your ad or see your product. They're going to tell you how many people click on that product. That's your click-through rate. So those are qualified buyers, I guess, in this case. Um, and then how many people are conversions? How many people signed up or, uh, or basically were sold? Th those three numbers, if you're in sales, are the numbers I think that always should be provided when you're giving feedback on a product or if you're having, having difficulty selling something or even if things are going well, right? So how does that look in uh, our example? Okay, we had three properties that were PPC deals. Um, they were all in towns or cities with a population of less than 20,000 people. Um, we averaged having three conversations per property and only one of those people in those conversations on average um, attended the walkthrough. And we know in wholesaling, if you only have one person show up to the walkthrough, you're probably not gonna get the highest offer you want. And a lot of those deals end up dying on the grapevine, which isn't good, right? That's how, 
That's how feedback should look. I'll use another example um, to reinforce the point, right? Let's say you're not even in real estate at all. You're selling uh, makeup uh, on a website. I'm just going to make up a industry I'm not involved in whatsoever. You sell lipstick on a webpage um, and your, your business partner looks at you and they're like, hey, I, I can't sell any lipstick or, or pink lipstick doesn't sell. Like no one likes pink lipstick. Um, so what do they do? They're like, shit, I, I either got to stop selling pink lipstick or maybe I want to peel back the onion and figure out what's really going on, right? Okay, maybe a thousand people go to the website a day. A uh, hundred of those people click on a product and then uh, 10 of those people buy a product but only one of those people buy pink lipstick, okay? This is why that's important, right? The top of the funnel, the, the 1,000 person number, the total number of visitors or conversa- um, people entering the sales funnel, that is an indicator of how strong your brand level marketing is and how your company level marketing is doing. If that number's high, you're good. Your company has, has good marketing at the company level, right? The next phase, uh, which is essentially click-through rate, how many people clicked on a product, that is probably a good indication of your copy or your content. People click on good content, content that excites them. They interact with it, right? So that's going to, if you're not doing well there, you probably have bad copy. Whoever's doing the marketing, the actual like graphic design part of it, maybe they're falling short, okay? Um, and then once they click on it, they have to decide if they're going to buy or not, right? If your conversion rate, the percentage of people that click on your stuff, that buy, that's your conversion rate. If your conversion rate is low, that is more likely to be a product level issue or maybe a customer experience issue. Okay. So my point here is if you think like Google, you end up being able to uncover what part of the sales process in your business is doing well in and what's maybe suffering and where you can focus your efforts. Otherwise, I think you're flying blind and you're left with a very uncomfortable decision. Um, do I continue to do something or not? And that's always a little bit scary for a business owner. So I highly suggest all of us start thinking number of impressions, total number of possible customers, right? How many people interact or are interested? How many people get closed? You have to know those three numbers to run a successful business, particularly if you're running a brokerage or a wholesaling company. Um, I would recommend also people raising capital do the same thing, right? How many of your conversations with um, potential investors or capital partners are resulting in them investing money with you? I think capital raising, you should bat a really, really high percentage um, uh, if you're efficient with your time. So anyways, long story short, um, that's my content for today. I hope that's really, really helpful. Uh, again, I'm partner of Gray Line Investments. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Frank Scapp. My partner's name uh, is John Plumstead. He's at John Plumstead at Twitter. That is his handle. That's all we got. Short episode um, for today. And I hope you guys do well and see you guys next week.